You're listening to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. Welcome to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. And now your host, Melissa Jakubovic. Hey, 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 everybody. Today, I'm talking to you about your secret admirers. So earlier this year in May, Instagram rolled out a new feature in Canada only just to test it where when people liked your post, only you could see how many people liked your post. So other people wouldn't be able to see you got 300 likes or you only have two likes. But if you made the post, you would be able to see who liked it. And today it rolled out in Australia, Brazil, Ireland, Italy, Japan, and New Zealand, which leads me to believe that this test is actually doing really well in Canada, and therefore it will soon be rolled out worldwide. So I wanted to talk to you about how that affects your business and what that really means and how you can use that to your advantage or how you can overcome that if you're scared that that may significantly affect your reach and your engagement. This is most likely a move towards influencers and personal brand business owners um, that are going to have to pay to play, similar to what we've seen recently in the last couple of years in Facebook that requires you to pay to play with your posts on your business page, how organic reach is kind of dying and you have to put some ad spend budget behind it if you want people to see it. And so we're not really sure yet how this is going to pan out in Instagram, but this is a trend that we see across platforms. So it's very likely that this is going to be created for that purpose where you're going to have to be charged to play on the platform. We'll see. I don't work at Facebook and Instagram, so I don't know, but these are just my projections and my thoughts based on what I'm seeing. So it's a geographical rollout. You may or may not have seen it yet on your Instagram. Also, it depends where you live. But if you are in these six countries, one, two, three, four, five, seven countries, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Ireland, Italy, Japan, or New Zealand, If you have not yet seen these changes, you will be seeing them shortly. Um, I do not see them yet because I'm in the United States. But what I have heard from other marketing friends in Canada is that on your mobile device, you aren't able to see it, but on your desktop, you are. I don't know if that's just through the test, if that's just through Canada, if that's just temporary, but I know that since May, Canada has taken this away, this feature away where you can't see likes and then put it back and then taken it out again. So they're in the middle of testing this. So you may or may not see this yet. And if you are in those countries and you don't see it, just know and be aware that it's on its way. So what does this mean? Well, first of all, it means that content is king. This really brings that focus back into high quality, valuable content rather than just Counting likes, which is a vanity metric that doesn't really tell you much. Plus, we all know that there are Instagram bots. Instagram does a good job trying to flush those out, but people pay for likes. They pay for little bots to like you 50 times, and those are not real accounts. And also, that goes against Instagram policy, and if they catch you, they could close down your account. So this really brings that focus back to the content. And if you're not really sure if you're seeing traction, then this is a good reminder that you need to measure your engagement through meaningful interactions, such as comments 
or also it could be in your shares or in your likes. So you want to make sure that you're putting out the best content you can possibly put out. If you're a brand, you need to put out brand-specific, high-quality, valuable content. If it's a, if you're a person and it's like a traveling blog, you also need to do the same. So this shift is more towards content. So that means that your content needs to entice the type of reaction and engagement that you're trying to get, which is the shares, the saves, and the comments. So you might have to make your call to action about commenting below. So create your content in a way that drives the focus back towards interactions that you are trying to achieve. And it also is going to really gauge that credibility as an influencer because before you could be a fake influencer as people call it where you're just posting crappy things but if you look nice then you might have millions of likes but you might not really have good quality content versus a brand that has lots of high quality content and isn't getting many likes. Now we don't know who else is liking everyone's post so it's really going to be based on just the quality of the content instead of like a popularity contest. Remember high school? So this is also going to encourage influencers to be really good at a few things or to delegate these things out if they aren't your strong suit. So things like getting good at your copy, the words that you're writing in your content, the copy. This means being able to share emotion through storytelling instead of just buy me, buy this, click here. You have to really go deeper on a deeper level and share a story. It means that your graphics are going to have to stand out and be really beautiful and in order to create this engagement and this connection. And therefore, it's going to make more jobs for designers, for graphic designers, for social media managers, for marketing agencies, for ads managers, and for social media VAs, virtual assistants. So that's a good thing too. I'm all for making more jobs for more people. So if this is not your strong suit, this is something you're going to have to delegate out if you want to stay in the game. Now, as far as analytics, trying to decipher what that data is and how you can use it to your benefit, people are going to actually have to look at influencer analytics instead of looking at likes. So many people come to us at the agency saying, can you grow my Instagram following? I really want 10,000 likes and I only have 1,000. And this other person who's my competitor, she has, you know, 20,000, 30,000 likes. And I just want to be like her. And that's kind of what Instagram is trying to shy away from. It's not a popularity contest. It's not vanity metrics that we're interested in. We're interested in your influencer analytics, seeing that data. And the good news is that as an influencer yourself, if you're managing your own social media platforms or if someone on your team is or if you've delegated it out to a marketing agency, influencers, you can see your own data. So just because the rest of the world can't doesn't mean that you can't. So that's a good thing. And therefore, if you are going to outsource this or hire a marketing agency to do it for you, that's the type of stuff they're going to want you to share with them. Not how many likes and how many followers that you have, but that real data and analytics. So you need to be able to measure your influence by interactions, such as the saves, the comments, and the shares. 
So hopefully that helps with the analytical department. Now, the reason why we're talking about this, the reason why Instagram is rolling this out, I think the main reason is for mental health. This has really become a public health issue. There is an obsession with this next generation, with the way technology is going, with being liked. And that also causes cyberbullying. They go hand in hand. So there's this like obsession and it's ruining the generation that's coming up. I have two young kids. One is a tween and I can see this among his friends. How many likes did you get on this post? Oh, you're so cool. You have so many likes. And, you know, there's a really high suicide rate in young children because it's a public health issue. If nobody likes their posts, they feel like they're losers and then they take action on it. And that really shouldn't be the case. And so it's really going to help rewire the psychology of these people who have this need. It's actually an addiction. It's proven that social media is an addiction. So it's going to really cure that or rewire that psychology for the people who have that need or that pressure to post constantly to get those likes or you know there's this addiction that happens in your brain when you hear a little ding notification that you want to run and go check it how many likes did I get or you you make a post and then you're obsessively checking for the next hour or two oh look how many people like it now oh look how many people like it now you know this is not my entire life trying to count likes but I am guilty of this as well when I have a good post rolling sometimes on Facebook I'll get 400 something likes there have been posts where I've made a post and I'm just getting ding 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 on my phone and I actually have to shut my phone off or walk away or put it on silent because within an hour I could have 200 posts and it's more of this shock factor to me like wow 200 people like this holy cow but for some people and especially for younger people it's not just like a shock factor it's more of a validation of I'm a good person I make good posts I'm so popular and that is a problem so when we don't focus on the likes there's going to be a lesser need or desire around this judgment at a subconscious level. So it's really going to separate the shallow posts from the substance posts. And what I mean by that, and I kind of touched on already, is instead of just seeing a woman wearing some skimpy clothing or a man with six-pack abs with no shirt on, and that's why they're getting lots of likes, it's going to be more about that content and that the technology is not helping us with our obsessions and our addictions. So in this sense, Instagram is trying to undo that. And Instagram wrote something, and I'm just going to read it for you. They said, when likes are public, people care too much about them. People view it as a metric of success, teasing those who get too few or buying likes to try to gain admiration. If a post doesn't get enough likes, people delete the posts to make it seem like all of their photos are big hits. In theory, hiding likes from the feed, but making them visible to the creator lets people get some sense of what's working without having to worry so much about whatever anyone else is taking away from the like count. 
the like count on any given photo. So I hope that this helps. I hope that you understand why it is happening. Also from a public health standpoint, an analytical standpoint, a content, valuable content standpoint, and also just as a monetary standpoint when we're talking about like a financial growth tool that Instagram will be using very shortly. So if this has not happened for you yet, now you've got the insider deets on that. And if it has happened for you, I'd love to hear how it's working for you. And if it hasn't happened for you, I'd love to hear what your concerns are around that. So make sure you give us a like and subscribe to this podcast. And then come back to our Facebook page, Melissa Marketing. It's facebook.com slash Melissa Marketing. And let us know what you think about this podcast and about what Instagram is rolling out slowly worldwide. All right, I'll see you next time. Oh, wait, before you go, if you think you'd like to work with the Melissa Marketing team one-on-one, I invite you to apply for your first class strategy call. This process is just as much an interview for us, seeing if you're a great fit for our agency, as it is for you, seeing if we are your great fit. Unlike other agencies, we only take on clients we know we can help. So if you think you're ready to get support with your content creation, lead magnets, sales funnels, and or Facebook ads, let our agency help you take your business to the next level. Each month, we open up just a few spaces on our client roster for your opportunity to be able to work with our amazing team. Apply now at go.melissmarketing.com apply, and we look forward to speaking with you soon.